John chapter 2, the verse number 1. This is one of my, 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 my most, this is one of the most interesting portions of scripture that I like. And today I want to talk about it. Hallelujah. Yeah. Today's message, I've entitled it, My Offering. Look at somebody say, My Offering. John chapter 1. John chapter 4, the verse number 1 to 6. So please, follow me as I, as I read. Now, <clears throat> six days before the Passover, Jesus arrived at Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus, I like this, this part, whom Jesus had raised. So this is a man that was dead before. Hallelujah. And Jesus had raised him from the dead. And when six days to Passover, when 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 he was getting to Passover, sorry, Jesus visited this family. Well, come down. Now, here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha said, while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Come down. Then Mary took ab- took about, okay, so took about a paint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Come down. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Come down. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wage. The last verse. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Hallelujah. Hello. You are, you are. Imagine the most anointed man that has ever lived. No, no, not the most anointed man. Imagine God walking among flesh and God has kept you as, as a treasurer of his money. <laughs> Knowing that the master knows everything, you still proliferate. It's a mystery. Hallelujah. I love Judas. Say Judas. <laughs> Judas. Amen. Quickly. Proverbs 11.24. Quickly. Proverbs 11.24. Quickly. Proverbs 11.24. Quickly. <clears throat> okay. One man gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly. That is the part that I want to look at. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. The second part. Okay. The first part is another mystery for another day. But he said that another withholds unduly, but that person does what? He comes to poverty. So starting on say somebody gives freely, and yet there is he that scattered King James, and yet increased, and there is he that withholds much more than his meat, and is tended to poverty. Okay, so that same scripture near Kano has in it. Okay, withhold much more than his meat, but is tended to poverty. Amen. 
men. Okay, so follow me. Is somebody blessed by the word? Yes, sir. I love the word of God. I love scripture. Now, follow me. Please follow me. Whenever the devil wants to gain an avenue, an entrance, a doorway into your life to attack your finances, one of the first things he does is that he makes you withhold much more than you need to. Are you with me? Hello? Please take your time and follow me. You see, I can talk about, please listen to me, please listen to me. I can talk about this mystery, giving, sacrifice, and those things. I can talk about it the whole year. Do you know why? Because I am persuaded, I am persuaded fully that there are many of us, the things we are looking for in life, eh, we can never assess them when we bypass this mystery. I have listened to men. If you know me very well, I have listened to great men. I have sat under the feet of mighty men. Not personally, but sometimes I sit down, I go through the years, 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 come, come up with some of the most anointed men in history. I listen to them. There is not a single one of them that disqualifies this mystery. I am telling you, you cannot. I'm not even talking about certain levels of excellence without engaging and understanding this mystery very well. Hallelujah. See, I, I am not tired talking about it every single day. I'm taking so forth. Even when I'm in the toilet, the Lord reminds me to give. Because many years ago, the Lord taught me that if I'm going to increase, I'm going to do it by this mystery. Hallelujah. Hmm. If, 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 you are, if you are a son of this commission, and thank God for wonderful sons and daughters, many of you are catching that spirit. Because that is what we shall rule our generation with. I'm telling you, we will not rule them with anything, with parsimony. We will rule them with, with generosity. Is somebody with me? Shout, I hear you. So I said that whenever the devil wants to attack your finances, this is not a, 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 a but it's something I have discovered to be true. What he does is that he makes you keep much more than is what necessary. Now, the money that can be attacked, follow me. It's not the money at the bank, but the money you have kept with you. This will not come to your house and come and ask you to give them your account number. Now, are you understanding me? The money they have access to, the money that is, excuse my language, attackable, the wealth, the treasure that is attackable is that which we have with us. So when we keep so much, we attract certain levels of attack from the devil. This is not to say that whenever you get any money, take the money and go and give it to God. No, that is not what I'm trying to say. But there is a, there is a link somewhere. There is an understanding somewhere. Here it is. I wrote down and I said that the money or the treasure or the wealth you cannot give God is what the devil can attack. Look at this. There is a difference between having something and knowing that this thing that I have, anytime the Lord made demand of this thing, I can give it. And then you having something and calling it your own. Now, do you understand where I'm coming from? Please, I want you to listen to what, what I'm, I'm saying. I really mean it. So I want you to follow me. There are some things with Apostle Andy today, he knows that he cannot give them. 
There are things with Abba today. Abba knows that sadly away there, it is set apart. I cannot give to God. And I'm saying that those things are the things the devil can attack. The things that God has interest in, the devil will not try. He said, I will not share my glory with any man, neither my praise with any graven image. What is dedicated to him, the devil cannot attack. When Samuel was given to God in Shiloh, he lived in the midst of wicked men, and yet the Bible said he was a holy man. What has been dedicated, what has been given to him, the devil has no place in it. So I'm saying that if we have things with us, and those things we cannot give God, those are the things in our lives the devil can attack. Now, do you understand that? So I'm not saying that when we get everything, go and give it to God. No, I'm saying that if there is something you have, and the Lord knows he cannot have it, that thing is open. The devil can attack it. Anybody can take it. Now, I'm not preaching to somebody. Shout I hear you. God knows that, oh, Apostle Kevin, he has cars, he has houses. I've blessed him in all these things. But I know that the day I get up and say, Apostle Kevin, take one of them and give it to me. He shall give. You can have it peacefully. The devil cannot attack it. But the moment Apostle Kevin, like Judas, decides that this thing is too much for Jesus, we cannot shower him with this expensive perfume. We have to keep it with us, the money. We have to keep it in the money basket. The devil was trying to attack it. Judas wanted the money in the treasury bag and that is why he said, don't give it to him. Are you understanding me? So whenever the devil wants to take hold of it, the first advice is don't commit it to him. Don't give it to him. He cannot have this. Now, are you understanding me? The Bible said that the reason why he did this was because he kept the money. And so long as the money was kept with them, he had access. Judas was a thief. Every thief can only attack what you have with you. The Bible called the devil a thief. And I remember, the devil comes to steal. He comes to hoard. Oh, come on. The devil comes to hoard. Steal. That is the first attribute. And son of can kill and son can destroy. So the first attempt in a man's life is to steal. With me, and the devil, if you have nothing upon you, also if you have nothing with you, can somebody steal anything from you? No, if somebody should come to Apostle Landy today, he's walking to the house, we're called jogging over on watch on guitar phone. If you attack him on the road, they obey me and Gianni Cheluetti Cheluettins will be ampe. Patrotia say, Hello, but all corner, we bought Rolex watch, come on, and I'm a boy, we're in phone, a kitan of bed, three when the devil or the thief attacks you on the road, there is something to get. What is stored away cannot be attacked. And so whenever we have things, listen to me. Abraham never wanted to sacrifice Isaac. In fact, he never planned. So you want, I want you to understand the mystery very well. It's not like we are planning to take everything. Mr. Rubin, are you here? We are planning to take everything and we are going to deposit it at the feet of God. No, but God knows that anytime he makes a demand, he can get it. Look at this. Abraham didn't plan to go and give Isaac. But God knew that when he made a demand for Isaac, Abraham would give it. In two different realms. Planning to give and having everything at the, at, at the, at, at the, at the mercy of God, at the service of God. God can take it any time. So I said that when a man walks in this dimension, that man can never have something more to give. When everything you have, he can have. You can never say you, what you have is more. That is why very young, I have always said to myself that I will never, so long as I believe that everything I have, God can have access to. I cannot, as global stand here, look at his wealth. So Nisi Kakesi Banka, he's worth something. But what I say, oh, I'm telling you, he has, oh, no man could be Yeah. And that is
is the reason why I believe that nobody can have a small offering to give. You may not understand the mystery. Actually, I don't want to say certain things. But look at global. But it's, as he sits here now, he has a lot of things to give. In fact, when you might be there, uncle so I said that I saw I sat down many years ago and I said that there is no way I can sit down and say that what I have to give is too small or or or, or I, what 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 I have with me is too no I cannot have anything that is too small if I understand that he has everything. Number two, the second the second dimension of this mystery is that whatever we lock up with him, whatever we decide he can assess, that thing is eternally locked up. That is the second dimension. There are many of us, when, God, when Samuel's mother wanted to protect Samuel, he didn't hire bodyguards to him, for him. He placed him at the mercy of God in the temple. Is somebody with me? Take your time and follow me. <clears throat> Whatever Abbaslandi we give God access to, that thing is locked up eternally. Look at this. <clears throat> when you have money and you store it in the bank, you relinquish every responsibility over the money to the banker. Oh, the, the only man is saying, when you need money and you go and slot in the ATM, the money should come because you have put money there. Hello? You don't care whether thieves attack the bank or whether anybody... Any your problem. I used to have small savings with beige when banks collapsed. When the banks collapsed, I simply went to the bank and said that I need my money. So they gave me a certificate. The government had to pay me my money. Why? Because I committed it to people who I believe can't be stolen from. So the things that we commit to God, all we are saying is that those things will relinquish responsibility. But we say that, Father, you protect this for me. When I need it, I'll come for it. Is somebody understanding me? That is how the mystery works. Say, Listen, in 2000 and bear to 2001 to 2001 2002 i was a young man and not so young but i, I was here in takradi before they erected the bank of ghana uh, the one opposite good news i think it wasn't there when I, yeah somewhere in the 2000s it has been there for over 21 years now anamebwa hello every thief in this city knows that that is where all the money in this city is kept is it not true if you go to bank and there is no money, they will tell you we are going to BOG. And uh, when they walk close and they want to hand money, they will take the money through a bullion van and take every thief in this city knows it has never been attacked before. Why? Because it is heavily guarded. Now, do you understand that? Oh, come on. Do you understand that? So, there are many of us we commit. You see, the money we keep at the banks, the bank of Ghana, when they need it, they go for it. Are you understanding me? So when we have things and we commit them to God, all we are saying is that we are incapable of protecting it. We want to put it under your care. When we need it, we shall come for it. That is the mystery of giving. Is somebody understanding me? Shout, I hear you. And also, in the rare case that thieves are able to break into Bank of Ghana, also, they are only, they are, they are only the people who are mandated to print new money for us. They have power to recreate our wealth even if the thieves come to steal them away. Is somebody understanding me? So sometimes we go to God and we give something to him and we think it is gone. No, he has power to recreate it. He can bring it back into 
our fold, even when it is attacked. On the rare occasion, we feel that we are being shortchanged. He's able to throw up a miracle. He told the widow of Zarephath, you think you are going to die, but I have a miracle for you. There is always something up his sleeves when he realizes that we shall commit everything to him. Receive grace to walk in the spirit of giving. Come on, I said, receive grace to walk in a sacrificial spirit. I didn't hear somebody. I said, receive grace in the mighty name of Jesus. Said on the rare occasion, things are able to break in. They are only they are the only people that have capacity. The Bible said in the book of First Samuel, the chapter number two, he said that God is able to bring one man up and bring another man down. He's able to establish one and draw down the other. So even if I take it there and by the rare occasion, or software bomb mismanages things and he's not able to pray for you and nothing happens, God is saying that I have power to recreate it. Receive grace to work here. Come on, I said, receive grace to work here. If we have something we don't want to lose, we don't keep it. <laughs> we give it to him. Is somebody understanding me? If we have something we don't want to lose, we don't what? Keep. What do we do? We give it to him. Because we know that we are foolproof. Also, when thieves enter Bank of Ghana and go and break it down and steal everything, tomorrow when I need my money, they will print a new one for me. Are you understanding me? Let thieves come to your house. Eh? Let them come and see what you have. You rather take Kakrana Akawahono, you go and give it to police for them to look for the thief. And when they even catch him, they will bail him and they will tell him, Are you understanding me? But when I take it to the source, say the source. Receive grace to understand the mystery. Come on, I said, Receive grace to understand the mystery. The moment we begin to think that something is too much. To be given to God, then we become thieves in their spirit. Judas said, What a waste. This money is enough to service the needs of people. Maybe when, if time permits us, maybe I'll go into the mystery of the ministry of Mary and Martha in Bethany. In 1960, the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered. And some other things were written in addition. We understand some things by the grace of God through His Spirit. Is somebody with me? Shout I hear you. Hello? Whenever we begin to think that what we carry to Him is too much, we are exercising the spirit of the devil. It is only the devil that tries to convince men that God doesn't deserve this. He is the only one in history who has gotten up and said to himself, Say, I am bigger than God. He doesn't deserve this honor. You are making too much of a big deal out of God. I will ascend unto the highest of the heavens. I will raise up my throne above the throne of God. The only person that has done this in this world is the devil. He's trying to always steal the glory that belongs to God. So the spirit of Satan is the spirit that tells the believer what you have is too much. Keep some for next season. Are you understanding me? Anytime you begin to experience things like that, it is the spirit of the devil at work in your life. I am telling you. Is somebody understanding me? Yeah. He will tell you that you what, what you have in your hands, it, it is too much. You can't possibly give all these things to him. 
what you have in your hands is too much. Judah said, Papa, please, why are you encouraging this waste? Why are you encouraging and condoning this waste? We have four men around. Why can't we do this to them? And the spirit of the devil comes and says, Jesus, you don't deserve this. The Bible said he, she poured everything on him. Everybody in the room could feel the fragrance and yet Judas, after feeling some of the fragrance on his body, still called it a waste. The only person the only person that is allowed hear this to talk about your giving is God. Are you understanding me? Every other person do not understand the relationship between a man and his God. The moment we give men permission, they will become devils in our lives. Shout I hear you. Oh, come on, shout I can't feel you in the house. Shout I hear you. <laughs> I love this one. So the devil always comes and tries to rob God of the honor that deserves him. In Malachi, the chapter number three, there is something that the prophet said unto them. The prophet Malachi, I think the chapter number three, the verse number six, going downwards. Or see, you have robbed me. You have what? You have robbed me. You have robbed me. Or see, if I be a father, where is my honor? He said, a son honored the father. And if I be a father, where is my honor. The devil comes in and tries to steal the honor that belongs to God. I love this mystery so much because the Bible said that God clearly told them that by refusing to give me what I deserve, you are robbing me. I love that mystery. And the other side of the mystery is that not only do we rob him of what he deserves, we also rob ourselves of his ability to open the heavens over our lives. Two things. We rob him of, of, he, of he deserve, what he deserves. And we also rob him the opportunity to open the heavens. So when God was crying to the people in Malachi, he, he wasn't only complaining about they not giving him. He was saying that you are poor. You can't, you can't feed yourself because you are robbing of the opportunity to open the heavens down because he knows that until something comes from here the heavens are not permitted to open so he's saying that not only are you robbing me of what i deserve you're also robbing me of the opportunity to bless you and, and i'm sad because you are not giving me the chance until you give me the chance i cannot bless you but this is what you are doing you are robbing me so when we rob him of his honor what we eventually do is that we also rob him of the chance to open the heavens when I talked talk to you about the spirit of generosity, I said that the reason why God told them to give what they had in the wilderness was simple. Because he wanted to give himself an excuse to open the heavens in their lives. He said, a son honors his father and a servant his master. If I am a father, where is the honor due me? If I am a master, where is the respect due me? Says the Lord Almighty. It is you, O priest, who come down to the verse number 8, to the verse number 8, to the verse number 8. He said, and when you bring blind animals for sacrifice, is that not wrong? When you sacrifice crippled or diseased animals, is that not wrong? Try offering them to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you? Says the Lord God Almighty. Who come down. He said that now, implore God to be gracious to us. With such offerings from your hands will he accept you says the lord almighty hallelujah oh come on i said that because the, the, the other ones have expanded it the verse number 10 is when he talked about try me test me with these things for i will open the windows of heaven and pour down a blessing upon your life that you cannot contain shout i hear you <laughs> now this thing I kept with me for some time before I felt like maybe it is it is a true revelation. Look at this. I always say that a lot of the times 
the kind of offerings that brings a turnaround, those ones, they always raise questions. Listen to me. The kind of offerings that normally bring a turnaround, they normally do what? They raise questions. People see the kind of offering you are giving and they are questioning. How could this guy afford such an offering? Listen to me. When Abraham decided to give Isaac, he realized that it was not an offering anybody was going to understand. Are you understanding me? So husband and wife, Apostle Kevin will come to church during harvest and do this like in Pentecost. He will raise an offering to God and his wife is wondering. He knows how much Apostle Kevin earns every month. So the kind of offering Apostle Kevin comes and gives, the wife is sitting down. Those kinds of offerings, they normally raise questions. Look at this. Abraham went to sacrifice their only son and he couldn't tell Sarah. Because he knew that these kinds of offerings, it is not something we discuss. I cannot tell my wife and my wife will understand. I love this one. When the servants went with Elijah after three days, when they were close to Mount Moriah, and they asked him, Abraham, Abraham said, wait for me here. Look, look at what they said. Monchenu has said, I am going with my son and we are going to worship. When we are done, we will come back to you. He lied to his wife. He lied to his servant. He lied to Isaac. Isaac asked him, Papa, we have the wood. We have everything. Where is the sacrifice? He said, the Lord will provide. When he clearly knew that he was the sacrifice. When God called him in Genesis 22, he said, give me your son. Give me your heart. When he said the Lord will provide, he knew that it was Isaac. Every single one around Isaac, Abraham had to lie, sorry, around Abraham, he had to lie to because it would have raised more questions than answers. There are some offerings you bring and it raises questions. Shout, I hear you. The woman broke the paint of nap and spread it upon Jesus. And Judas sat down and said, that, no, this can't be right. This can't be right. The other day I heard a certain guy. He was talking plenty on radio. I think in the US, we call something the line of fire by Dr. Michael Brown. And the guy was talking plenty. Eh, Dr. Michael Brown, they are taking people, people's money and they are, they, are, they are getting rich out of people's money and making so, so much noise. And I listened to him, and this was the revelation that came into my spirit. Sometimes, some, some of the things people do, it should raise questions. It is normal that some givings are raising questions. But I said, if Abraham couldn't tell Esther, understand that it wasn't something small to do. And you want everybody to agree with you. You want, you want what to give to be acceptable within your range. But what I said, my Jesus. One day, somebody was preaching, evangelist, he was preaching at the radio, uh, uh, lorry station. He was he was of fire a certain charismatic church, and he was firing them as to why Sophona Shama a common baba added to your ten million those days. Hallelujah. I don't the, the rest is history. If anybody does knows of what I say, I'll show you the man's shops, and you understand he was a common baba. He was what a common baba on the Namlo Yitri, and yet they all show up in Bubio. The offering would have raised questions. It would have fought. Everybody wanted, ah, how come? And now, are you understanding me? He, he realized. He opened the 
alabaster box and broke it open and there was questions all over. I'm saying that, listen to me, listen to me very carefully. Anybody that comes to God with the yes wage, that is what the Bible said. Or say, Mameno, Adena, the worth of the perfume was around a year's wage. Now, in, in, in New Testament Greek, uh, in the Greco-Roman culture, in the New Testament, around the time Jesus was around, it is believed that when somebody was a laborer and he worked, he got one drachma a day. One drachma. Which is equivalent to some, let's say, no, let me not do the equivalent. Let me, let me give you the mystery. I think that one will help. But what did make say? Oh, come on. What did they make an say? Shout, I hear you. Now, so it is not something somebody can just get up and give. A whole year's wage. Naturally, say you have shot, you, you have, you have, what can for one full year? It is not something anybody just gets up and out of the blue, he just gives that offering. It is something the woman should have prepared for. They, he knew Jesus a long time. Three years Jesus ministered. What be reason he brought the Lazarus? So the woman was acquainted with Jesus. There is a reason theologians say Jesus was so close to that family. He walked from where he was to where the, the guy was there, raised him up again, and went to have feast with him. Jesus and that family. Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. But what you say, the woman had planned. It was out of a heart of gratitude. But what you say, she just didn't get up one day and say, My brother was dead for three days. Everybody, you are in someone in there. Can you see that? Oh, come on, can you see that? What? And yesterday they were waiting for Jesus to come and raise him. They said that if you had been here earlier, our brother would have survived. I love those days. Maybe I'm sorry. Maybe I'm a But what say? Hello? And they were in their home. Jesus came. And he came to resurrect the dead. There was a connection. Also, many times when our heart is full of gratitude, we give things that raise questions. That is when we can give a year's wage. That is when we can do what? We can give a year's wage. Like I was sharing with you a mystery. Let me say, say this and, and close. I was saying that yeah, yeah, every day we are near Obia one drachma continuously into a wage Now look at this. Your revelation of Jesus, the way you see him, would determine what you are able to give him. But what you say, hello, even in, in, in real life, the way we see some people, there are times, Madam Tipo, maybe you'll be able to five cities. But don't tell me if you're so funny, I'm five cities. And I'm a boy. Oh, there is one man of God in this house. He said that sometimes I want to bring offering, but when I look at you, I don't know how much to bring. Say, he said, let me see, skinny power. No, I'm not preaching to somebody. Those days, No, your revelation of Jesus will determine what you are able to give him. But what me can I say? Shout, I hear you. If you see him as somebody that deserves everything, you give him everything. If you don't see him as such, <laughs> you don't give him anything. Now, so look at this. When Judas went ahead to sell Jesus, the Bible said that he sold him for 30 pieces of silver. Now, according to the Old Testament, if somebody had a bull 
or a ram. Those days, no more they plow. So, if you are plowing, during the plowing, and he runs down somebody and kills him, there is a ransom money that the person who is dead, the relatives, will take from the guy who owns the bull or the ram. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Now, if it is a young woman, there is money. A kind of money that is taken. If it is an older person, there is a kind of money. But if it was a slave, the kind of money that was taken was 30 pieces of silver. Do you follow me? Exodus. Exodus 21-32. I have some five minutes. Let me work this one quickly and get out of here. Exodus 21, the verse number 32. I hope I'm right. Yes, sir. Look at this. Please follow me. Look at this. He said that if the bull goes, a male or female slave, the owner must pay 30 shekels of silver to the master of the slave and the bull must be stoned. Can you see that? <laughs> so if the person was a slave, 30 pieces of silver was paid when the bull killed him. Now look at this. When Judas went to the, to the church elders to betray Jesus, how much money did they give Judas? Oh, come on. How, many, how much money did they give them? Now, look at this. So, in a sense, we see the way Judas saw Jesus. The ransom money that was used to pay for a slave was the same money he took for the head of Jesus, who wasn't a slave. So, the revelation of Judas... Of the revelation of Jesus on Jesus was like any ordinary man, like that of a slave. You can follow somebody who be working miracles. You can follow God Almighty in this church, and your revelation of Him will be like that of a slave. When you take Him out there, Judas could have made so much more, but the way he understood Jesus was like somebody who was like a slave. Now, are you understanding me? But when the woman came, who had seen Jesus a couple of times in glimpses, his, her revelation was much more. She gave a year's age, according to historians, a year's wage was about four or five times the amount of money Judas took for the head of Jesus. Are you understanding me? times four. We are looking about, about 124 shekels of silver. And as had the cost him. In today's world, it will be around $24,000. I don't think there is any perfume that costs that much in our day. But the woman's revelation of Jesus meant that he, she knew that he deserved it. Is somebody understanding me? Receive grace to understand God that way. Receive grace to understand that he deserves it and much more. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Is somebody with me? Shout, I hear you. Her revelation of Jesus meant that she didn't see him as Judas saw him. You can be in church and see Jesus as Judas. Sorry. And see Jesus as Judas saw Jesus. Are you understanding me? You take something and go, no, Charlie, this is too much. He can't have this. Jesus knows that I need this. Hey! Judas saw the master, healed the sick, raised the dead, and still sold him for 30, the price of a slave. Is somebody understanding me? Now, historians tell us something interesting. They are saying that Mary and, and, and Martha and Lazarus, that family, they actually believe they, they actually belonged to a certain group of people. Uh, there is sins, possibly in the New Testament, in, 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 in contemporary history, Sanya from now they were known to be people that kept 
You know, in the U.S., you know, you know hospice. Uh, I don't know how to put it. But when somebody is about to die in the United States, the amount of six months, near Kati, there will be one or three months. There is something, they, they, there is somewhere they take you and they bring pastors. No matter, it depends on your religion. They can bring pastors, they can bring imams, and they will bring psychologists, a team of people who be a cater for every need in life. It is spiritual need, physical need, whatever you want to do. And once you have more time, so they will take you to that place. Are you understanding me? Yeah. We call it hospice. Three months. So the amount of terminal disease that they take you there. Now, what they tell us is that in the, in the early New Testament, Mary and Martha and Lazarus, they actually operated something like that, as it seems. They actually operated. This is from the Dead Sea Scrolls from the 1960s. In the somebody's mind, they probably belong to that sect. In their home and where they dwelt, were many, many poor. That is why Jesus Christ stood and said that as for the poor, you shall always have them with you. Remember? But me, today, I am taking this one and I'm going to die. So they operated something. Let me say in our day, something more closely related to an orphanage. So what they believe is that Martha, or sorry, Mary, received that net of fine perfume as a gift from some of the religious people who wanted Mary and Martha to continue with the work they were doing. I don't know whether you get where I'm coming from. It was not something the woman would go out and go and buy herself. If she had kept it all that while, it meant that it was something she knew was very, very... So somebody had brought it. Oh, if you sell this, you can get some money to take care, to expand the business. So when Jesus came on the scene, she looked through the things she had. She discovered that she didn't have anything of note. But that one thing that somebody may have gifted to her to take care of the poor, he said, no, if there is somebody that deserves it, it is not the poor. It is the king of kings. Is somebody understanding me? So she broke it on Jesus. And then people now began to ask questions. Couldn't it have been used to take care of the poor? Jesus said, as for the poor, you shall always have them. So long as we are in this home, so long as we are in this foster house, you shall continually have poor people being brought here. But me, you only have me for a season. Listen to me. The Jesus you have today, you have him for a season. You just need to treat him as somebody that is coming and going. I pray for a church that will see him as Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, that shall not see anything they have as too valuable to deposit at the feet of Jesus. Receive grace to walk in this dimension. But don't you As for the poor. Ma, 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 ma. We shall always have. So, do not let anybody deceive you. There are some preachers that will stand on the road. Say, ah, pastors today, they are doing this. Sometimes I wonder. One man of God said, how much money do you think you have? Now, sometimes it's amazing. How much money do you think? But Paul says something when he wrote the letter to the church of Philippians. He said that, that it may be credited to your account. Paul said that, I told somebody, me, if I don't have money, I can lock myself in the room and pray for 21 days. I'll be there. I'll be there. So be fine. I'm telling you. But what you say, I can walk on the ground without driving a car for the rest of my life. I just don't care. Don't sit somewhere and think that some people need your money to live a luxurious life. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. I, will, I was raised in a home. When my mother taught me that even eating meat, eh, Unyeska, I, to, I told the boys, the first time I tasted sausage was in the university. Yeah, I'm telling you, God is my witness. The first time I tasted what? Sausage. 
was in the university. I don't need to live any life. What you say? I don't need to satisfy anything. I have nothing to satisfy. Like Paul said, I know how to abase. Eh? There are times when I'm on the in the deep, my tension, tension, eh? in the middle of the sea for three days. Shape now, me team say, my tension so so three days. I know what it means to be beaten, tetanized strokes. I know what is what is it to be stoned. I know what it means. So if this man tells you to bring an offering, you understand that it is not so. It's not because he's angry. But what say? It is because it will be credited to your account. He told the church in Philippians. Any preacher you know that do not teach you this mystery, what you say? As a preacher, if my life in that area goes down, I am dead because I, I believe this principle. Because Oh, I'm telling you, Nipa Abba. I pray for a church that will understand this. By the age of 28, 27, you live a life where you are independent. Even if everybody cuts loose from you, you shall still survive. The men that will bring ten around, they are not the people you know. Listen to me. If you, you said, the Bible said, know ye no man after the flesh. The person you know after the flesh, that man cannot do anything. Do you know the secret to the turnaround of Job? The Bible said in the book of Job, he said that when Job had been poor for so many years, one day, say one day, all the men in the city gathered, they, they brought him gifts. Also, for when the man was in trouble, everybody was insulting him. But one day, say one day, all the men in the city, the Bible said they gathered, and what did they do? Every single one, the men, you cannot know them after the flesh. That is why it is important. My Jesus. Receive grace to understand the mystery. I didn't hear. I said receive grace to understand. I said any preacher that doesn't teach you this. That only panompeo ye. Also for this ministry. If we don't give you. We will die along the way. Ye petrobesa. What did I say? Ye petrobesa. Ye petrobesa. We will die along the way. Tell Papenesto. Papenesto. We have to do this. So thank God for the life of Papenesto. Whatever it is. He makes it available. We have to do this. Somebody with me. <laughs> Don't sit somewhere and say that I am too young to do. I am too old to do. I am too this to do. You are just joking. You don't understand what it means to change your destiny. Is somebody understanding me? Shout, I hear you. Oh, come on. I said, shout, I hear you. I pray that the Lord will put this thing in your spirit. If prayer is what brought money, Prayer mountains will be full of dollars. Are you with me? Uh, the church, church, church. Any day when you go to church, they're poor. They hide with the prayer warriors. So, they are always praying, yet they are poor. They misunderstand the two things. Listen to me. Yesterday, I was telling a group of people, I said that it is not that this preacher believes that life is about money. No, I don't believe it. I am not a prosperity preacher. I believe in the prosperity of the church, but I'm not a prosperity preacher. Are you with me? There's somebody here. Yeah. Don't let anybody lie to you. If you see that someday, may the tricks be it means I've stopped giving. You should have a meeting in the church and say, So for the church leaders should come together. So why then? If I begin to use tricks, say tricks. When did Paul use tricks? Or when did Elijah use tricks? 
He said, God, kill me. My ministry in a sign day, kill me. And the only one made the radio day, kill me. Let me go. This thing is not tricks. It is not what? Tricks. I'm happy to somebody. Is somebody blessed by the way? Oh, is somebody blessed by the way? Put those wonderful hands together for the Lord Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You see, I want you to do well. That is why I tell you these things. That is, I want you to do well. I want you to do well. That's why I tell you these things. You can't, you can't just bypass them and try to cover them up with prayer and crying. If you know how to cry, go. There are people, they hide them to cry. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, it is not your cry that you know how many people are crying in Somalia. And yet their problem is getting worse. Even there, UNICEF, SND, somebody there will take the money and eat it. Don't for, stop crying. Start giving. Tell somebody, stop crying, start giving. I thank God for men that give in this church. Hallelujah. Yeah. And I want you to continue. I want you to do what? Oh, I didn't hear you. I said, I want you to do what? Continue. You are not too small to give. You are not too poor to give. If everything you have is his, <laughs> you can't give something small. God bless you and God be with you. So, God willing, on Wednesday, we are here to continue our ministry training. And then on Friday, we are here to pray. There is, there is this mystery in my spirit. It's powerful. God on Friday, we are here to pray. And Sunday, on the 7th, God will tell him, can we get maybe uh, something for the harvest? Can you get something for the, yeah. So, uh, 7th of next month, I always say, uh, uh, we don't go and borrow to come and do harvest. There is a reason why we don't raise funds. We, we don't we are not trying to do anything we are trying to bless our lives what you are saying uh, <laughs> nobody needs to do anything that's the secret i'm telling you nobody will call me and say pastor you know i started this business two years and, 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 and. Oh, it won't die say it won't die it will have life but what you are saying since i came out of the university well, I, I had never worked. I had never done any. I, I don't know. You won't understand. But God will grant you grace to move in this dimension. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. If you follow this mystery, you are where nobody can catch you. <laughs> Take your offering. So on the 7th of next month of November, I love, I love the theme that I chose. The theme that I chose, it was, it was breath on my spirit by the spirit of God as I sat in the office. Hallelujah. I had never considered this scripture very carefully, but I'm telling you, it said, overflow with the fever and full of the Lord's blessing. Hallelujah. Yeah. God bless you. 